Well, we're all in the same circuit here, so, you know, I don't see how, you know. Yeah, it's, it's going. It, it, unfortunately, we have to live with that now. We might be able to call the satellite guy, and maybe he can help us. But uh, because we're all on the same circuit, um, we really don't have any choice but to put up with it. It used to be good, the Starlink. Starlink is also under attack by, you know, by the military. Communications needs to be controlled completely. So anyway, and if you <clears throat> rebel in this dystopian future, uh, you know, the compact cities, the, the remakes, the clones, and the replacements, and if you, if you don't like it or if you speak out against it, as we're doing now, then, you know, the idea would be to, that these people would be not just removed, but could be replaced with an identical, with some, something that is identical to you. Or a clone within, meaning, um, you know, certain frequencies could, you know, could help to remake the person. Or, you know, instead of retraining, think of it as re-electrifying or um, reprogramming through uh, algorithms and through uh, electronic means. So that the person, again, is cloned from within. This is the concept. Cloned from within. Not necessarily needing to be replaced with a flesh and blood look-alike, but remade from within to be one of their... And really, it's not one of them. It's one of theirs, one of their instruments. And, you know, to have a, a verisimilitude, you know, a similarity to the old way, to a human being that has sovereignty and has their own mind, having a... a, a uh, kind of an appearance like that, but without having any self-control, that all of it is on uh, another another person's, uh, you know, radar, another person's control, another person's joystick, if you will, that these people would be little more than, like, you know, plane drones. And with the successful rollout of the mRNA and with the utter stupidity of your neighbors... I mean, I'm living here in, you know, what I could only call Stupidville, dumber, dumber, dumber than dumb. Dumb and dumber is actually smart compared to way, the way people are today in general, the general population. And, you know, the general population, like, for example, we've had a, um, you know, critique on uh, the uh, uh, dark side of society um, uh, documentary where I basically just gave, you know, my, my testimony of how I became a writer and how I used trauma from, uh, and also just shed light on what the elites do to children that, that are, you know, born different, how they're tortured and killed, you know, by these good families, by people that are considered to be pillars of society, which my family certainly was not a pillar of society. They were pure evil. You know, at the end of the day, they were all like that. And I tried to point that out, but anyway, they they they, they come back with, well, that was debunked, you know, satanic ritual abuse, which I shouldn't have even called it that. <clears throat> I should have just called it, a, you know, you know, a, a trauma based uh, mind control abuse or whatever. I should shouldn't have even brought in the word Satan or satanic because that immediately puts a red flag out there. Because then they 
then they um, that's like a dog whistle for them, you know, that alerts them to go and attack it. You know, so, oh, that was debunked in the 80s with satanic panic. And it's like, you know, um, they go, well, that Zeph offered no proof of, of his life. It's like, <clears throat> my proof is my life. A lot of the attacks that we got, Trish got too, were going on in real time during the time we're doing the Zeph report. So it's, it's all there. It's all in the record. But they won't, they won't look. Because they're programmed to just simply lie. They're like, they're already robots. They're all, but they're so stupid. It's, it's hard to believe the, the actual dumbness of the, of, uh, you know, and I don't say all, all critics. I just say that, that, you know, the kind of, the people that are there as gatekeepers, you know, in our society of, of the rulers over cancel culture. They don't, and things can go on right in, before their eyes. And they won't believe it. And, and you know, when we talk about the Mandela effect, you know, and they go, oh, ah, that's conspiracy theory. You know, anyone that believes that, you know, they really need to go get their head examined. Uh, and all that, even though you prove it. You show the sections of the Bible and you show the anomalies that occur. What, it's, what the Mandela effect is showing us is that this reality, the, the whole point of the Mandela effect, the whole point of it all is to show any discerning person, and I mean discerning, that the reality that we're, you know, the agreed upon reality is not reality, but, you know, a virtual, um, basically a, a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a virtual, um, ever-changing story. It's a fiction. It's a simulation. It's an ant farm that's being observed by, you know, by little kids watching the ants, you know, go at it in their little ant farm. That's all it is. And the, the whole point of the Mandela effect was to show how interchangeable it is, but then watch how the stupid people buy it the next day. Even if it changes, it's the same as it ever was to them. Look at them do that. They fill in the lack of continuity themselves. So terrified are they that their re- precious little reality, which is not a reality, it is completely morphable any day of the week at any time of the day. The whole point is to have it consistent enough so you believe it, so you'll abide by it, and you'll think it's real. Then they fucking got you. Then they got you. Then you'll do whatever they want you to do, thinking it's your idea. You think it's your life. You think it's your purpose in life. When you are so far from your purpose, as I say, you don't know your asshole from a hole in the ground, you know? That's how far from your purpose you are. You don't know your purpose. Reminds me of Kelly's song. I know, I like to find that song and play it because that song would be a good... You know, we, again, we were how many years ahead of our time? How many years ahead of our time are, are the, is the music that I'm involved in? 10? 15? How about forever? How about hopeless? So far ahead of time, no one, you know, only the people who are discerning, you know, you people can, can get it, but the rest of the people have fallen behind. They buy the reality. They buy the Jesus presented in the... Uh, in the churches. They buy the 501c3. They buy the whole 
concept. They buy into the Medicare. They buy into the drugs. They buy into the corporations. They think they get a job and they're okay. And now that's all being taken away from them. And now you're seeing, instead of accepting reality and manning up and being an adult and accepting that you were wrong, wrong as can be, you go along with it and become a zombie. <laughs> zombie! Like that song by the Cranberry Zombie. They were talking about war and, uh, you know, in, 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 in Ireland, but, uh, you know, the terror war between England and Ireland, and you know what I mean, the IRA and all that. But I still like that song, Zombie, from the Cranberries from, I don't know, the 90s, was it? Seemed like the 90s were the last decade of creativity. And then since then, it's been downhill ever since. Have you noticed that? It was like in the 90s was the kind of the last hurrah. You had the kind of Seattle grunge scene, which created a lot of, you know, new music and new, new stuff. And then you had the kind of metal making a resurgence. And then it's still going today, obviously. But it's, it all had its kind of big moment in the 90s, right? And then now it's devolution, you know, and there's not, you know, the, the sort of, it's all playing out. And it's all, it's the, the forms that were invented in the 90s are still going on today. The style of singing, rap, blending rap and metal and this and that, and mixing and matching styles that have already come and gone. And, you know, with nothing really, you know, new, just kind of a retread, a culture war retread is what we're in that just keeps, you know, it sort of keeps, it's like the snake eating its tail and then regurgitating what it ate and then forming a new, a new tail and then re, you know, eating that again. And just constantly you know, die, you know, feeding on its own tail, feed, going around in circles. And I know that's not what the t- eating, snake eating its tail means to these people, but it, to me that's what it means. It, it's, it's this ever repetitive... Because I was thinking how people die... And the ones coming up are no different than the ones that just died. It's like this continuation of the same bullshit that people complain about every day but never do anything about because they don't have the balls to do it. And see, they know that. That's why they stoke up the fear so that the people are just, you know, the men are made into wimps and they're just like locked down and they just follow the rules. They do what they're told and, you know, they're going to be told very soon to die and queue. And believe me, they're going to do it because they think it'll be virtuous. They don't intend to put you in a nice euthanasia center and have, send you off to the stars, you know, and give you this big illusion. They intend to just make sure that uh, people die the most horrible death they can because that's what, the, that's what the powers that be feed on. They feed on the trauma of human beings. So they don't want to make it easy for you. Um, I'm trying to find this devolution song, but I can't seem to find it. Uh, it's somewhere. You know, I, I, what happens to my um, music is that I load it into, just to show you how awful Spreaker is. It's the worst program in the world. And I keep it just because we have this chat room. But let me explain this. Every single piece of music I put in there, they take away. So I have to go find it again. Nothing stays. 
because the software is so shitty. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a constant battle with these people, you know, and, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it is what it is, you know, I mean, I don't want to just endlessly complain about it, but it is, it is horrible what they are, who they are and how they are, you know, they're definitely a wing of the, you know, of the powers that be. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how things are programmed to be, um, to be, you know, bad. So let's see. Oh, um, unfortunately the, uh, well, I'm just trying to, you know, every time I, uh, enter something or try something or do anything the um it 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 corrects me so i can't ever find anything or do anything so you know it's uh so that's why there's a silence cuz i'm trying to find you know a song i i think i found it yeah, because the the root the root. So let's download it again. How many times I've downloaded this? Fifty times. Fifty. Okay. And every time that I've downloaded it, it's it's disappeared. No matter what I do. And um, and every time that I've loaded it in to um, what. Yeah, so it's, you know, so the problem is that, um, you know, we also have lost our satellite. So we've lost a satellite, and we've lost, you know, pretty much we're at the end of the rope here at the Zephyr Report. And, um, you know, we don't have the ability to broadcast anymore. And we're, we're basically done. I can do videos. I can do, um, you know, little things. But... Uh, so here's this song that I've just, uh, again, 51st time of downloading. So for your pleasure, I will play it. This was very prescient, wasn't it? And this features Kelly Rowley on it, too. And also, a tabla player that I, now I forget his name exactly, but those are live tablas. You think 
ago how many years ago was that 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 was you know can you believe it's just like right now and i I hate to keep saying the word dumb and stupid and all that but what's another word you know i I don't you know retarded is not a good word it's a pejorative word there's you know handicapped i I don't know i you know i it it's the weirdest 
it's the weirdest thing to try to assess because you you really can't believe the the drivel coming out of these people's mouths. You know, it's it's it's, and I mean, I don't have a lot to go on because I don't associate with with worlders. You know, I try not to. That is with unconscious people because unconscious people hurt other people, right? And I'm not a doormat, and I'm sure you're not either. And I'm, and you know, the controller is the abuser. Okay, so remember, it's always your fault. Like it says, "Girl Next." Girl Next was also ahead of its time, you know. And uh, people just, you know, they, they, it just really divided people um, terribly because they now, now, now I know why. It's not because there was <clears throat> a signature of of. Uh, one of us in there, which of course there's more than one of us involved in it. But it's because the people are fighting to not put on those glasses like in the in the movie They Live. They're fighting to they don't want to admit they're wrong. They want to admit that the government they all they want to realize is that the government loves them and that the government will take care of them. And somehow voting for either puppet A or puppet B is going to give them a better life. And then they get plenty of bread and circus to go along and welfare to, to get them by and, and drugs that are floated all over the streets and everything it, it, at the behest of the government to, to basically mollify people and, you know, give them fentanyl, give them meth, give them whatever they want. And, and basically, so the government just got in the, in the business of dealing the drugs. They don't interdict them. They deal them. Street drugs. And then, of course, you know, the amazing amount of pedophiles in this sort of pedocracy that there are for the demand of that many children that go missing every year, for that kind of demand of the, the, that are trafficked, uh, there must be a lot of people, a lot of perverts out there that are just, you know, on that side of things uh, that are also protected. You know, they're a protected class of people. And, you know, this has been going on and going on. And then the gatekeepers say, oh, there is no such thing. And then they go back to say, you know, L.A. and the McMartin preschool case, which was, you know, headed up by Ted Gunderson, who is no liar, <clears throat> who also exposed the, the, exposed the Franklin cover-up and many other things. Johnny Gosh and all that stuff and, the you know, the whole... Uh, the boys' club being run by uh, I forget Barney Frank and all that stuff that was going on in Congress and and you know that all those people are basically Epstein Island is the entire Congress of the United States and they're all compromised because they got video on all of them so it just you know so the so the corruption and the the devolution continues to AI the great cleansing which is basically the great purging because once you go to AI you're dead. You're dead, 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 dead. You're dead. So just because a body is walking around out there, I don't give it any deference. I don't give it any real respect if it's just a body, if it's not conscious. And more and more, you have not just unconscious people, but feral people. So we have these shootouts in Albuquerque and all these, you know, these incredible violence that that basically looks like stanley kubrick's clockwork orange 
where people are running over people and, you know, running over adults and laughing or hitting them with a brick to the head and killing them and laughing, <clears throat> you know, just thinking it's really funny because they've been conditioned by the evil of the government and by the evil society to become those mon- those people didn't just become those monsters uh, who just don't care and have no conscience. They were made that way by the system but to use those people to keep everybody else scared and in their homes, to basically lock them down voluntarily so they don't go out at night. People in New York, for example, they quit going out at night. People in L.A. don't go out at night. They're virtually on curfew lockdown and doing it voluntarily. And so who benefits by the thugs running around laughing while they slit people's throats? Who benefits by that? Who's unleashing them? Well, it's law enforcement. The government is unleashing them. The government is creating them. Because they are part of a mass takeover of the planet to turn it into a Luciferian nightmare, to turn it into a killing field, to turn it into a, a, a planet without human and without plant and animal life as well. There is no plan of a new world order. They were never going to have that new world order. We've been saying that for 20 years. Never. There is no utopia plan. There is no universal income and all that. The 20-minute cities are basically... Um, in line with culling the population and then recreating through either cloning, laboratories, whatever, the slaves they need to help run their little planet for the elites. These are the elites on the yacht. I watched a yacht program yesterday, and it was just a a program about yachts. And got to look at the kind of people that own them, you know, the billionaire class. And I realized there's nobody home. None of these people are even alive. The billionaires are run by, by basically the staff. The staff on the boat runs the billionaire. He has no life. She has no life. It's really quite amazing. So when you say the billionaires burnt down Maui, of course they did. But they're not really conscious of all the evil they do at this point. They're under, they're under other people's control. So how far up the food chain does that go? At what point does that stop? The answer is it stops at a machine. It stops at AI. That's the answer. You know, that's why the, the I keep touting the film Oblivion, even though I've seen it so many times, it, it's, um, I'm, you know, kind of tired of it, you know, of the plot line and all that. It's just that it was so spot on. It was so spot on in, in, a, in its own way as, as an allegory. And this other film, this little Irish film that um, never saw the light of day anyway, and uh, it was quite a visionary film called, um, what was it called? Imitations? What was it called, Trish? Imitation, I think. No. I forget the name of it. No. I mentioned it earlier. But again, it's just another allegory. Not replacements. What was it called? It was uh, identicals. Identicals. Yeah, I would recommend that if you want to see something interesting. It's very disturbing. Yeah, they did a good job, and it was a it was a great warning. But what year was that? But I doubt there's anyone conscious enough to to heed the. That was probably, I think it was 2016 that was made. And 
and here we are years later, and no one knows about it. I know. It, it, no, yes, for me, these on. movies popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. They weren't there in 2016. I know that it's reported that it was finished in 2016, and it may have had a rough time, but for me, in my sort of Mandela Effect universe, yeah. it just popped in yesterday, I know. The, the out of the blue. And, and really, I think what God was doing with this is making sure we saw these two in a row yeah. that were telling us to basically go on this topic right now, yeah. that this is the topic. We are on target right now. This is the topic you're going to have to fight to stay human. And, um, you know, because any kind of mental deception that you agree with will lead you down the road to becoming non-human, to where they take over and you're gone. So, you know, it's not just opening a door for demons, you know, like through, through immorality or through sin, how it opens a door and then you get taken over by these entities. And then it's really hard to fight your way out of that. Once you, you know, you have to... Usually people have to fast and pray and knock off whatever sin it was that opened that door, right? Oh, it's a battle royale. Right now, this is, this, you've got to look at the whole world as a battle for your soul. That's what it is at this point. It's 100% a spiritual battle. It's 100% a battle for your soul. It is not at all, the simulation is broken down because we have different days every day. We don't have a contiguous uh reality anymore we have different days every day you know in other words like different eras like 10 years ago 20 like the bleed through of these films they don't exist back back in those days those films didn't exist so when when did they exist now the people that made them will say well i remember in 2016 we made that but see it was shown to me just yesterday and it aligned with this message today which has to do with um explaining once again that the world is an illusion based on one thing, to get your confidence and to trick you, to trick you into compliance. The America failed the jab test. They failed the IQ test. America is stupid, and that's why they failed. And they're like yelling for Trump to save them again. And the thing is, is they're the ones who flush themselves down the toilet. You know, the majority of Americans are the ones who let, let us all down. Who let, well, it, it's 80%. I mean, you're, you're dealing with almost 80% of the people, you know, would get a jab in order to travel on an airplane. Would get a jab, you know, not realizing that once you take the jab, then the soul is gone. There's no point in breathing in it. You might as well be dead. You're, you know, basically the walking dead. You're, you're a dead man walking. And they're all like that. That, you know, once you get to that point, then you start echoing the government's line, which is AI. And then you start, you know, repeating certain phrases and certain catchwords and certain keywords designed to program other people around you. So you are now a programmer and they look through your eyes and your ears because you're now digitized. You're now a nanobot. And they can use you for surveillance of other people. So there is no point in making, you know, you can just cancel Thanksgiving and Christmas right now. That's why, you know, I don't look at movies anymore. Like I used to look at them and they'd have different seasons and some would be about, you know, like I'd watch Die Hard because it was like about Christmas and then terrorism and all that. All that's gone. 
There is no such thing as terrorism. It's all, you know, government uh, ops, you know, black ops, people paid to do what they do, right? They bring the, the they bring, uh, you know, so-called terrorists across the border, then pay them to go, you know, blow up a building or do whatever they're going to do to scare people so that people stay in their homes and they self-police themselves, self-regulate themselves, self-monitor so that they, um, you know, so they become super compliant and obedient, and then that's a lot easier to kill them because there's no point to keep them alive because they make no contribution to the earth whatsoever. They make no contribution to society. They're completely selfish and narcissistic. And they're completely obsessed with their phone and their own little world. And there is no uh, compassion. It's like, you look at the celebrities, they got, what do they got? Hundreds of millions of dollars on hand that they can do whatever they want in life. They have whatever privilege they, they envision and all they do is go around in circles as robots. Just, and so it's like, well, you know, I'm not really going to watch, uh, you, you know, uh, basketball. I really don't care about, um, you know, the program robots like King James and all that. I really don't care about any of these people that are like you know, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, talking about how he's a Mason and he's got his big Mason ring on and, you know, he's trying to give a nod to wink to people. I'm like, you know, dude, that's just so, you know, you're just like, you, you, you look like someone out of the 1950s now, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's just, you know, and we're regurgitating on ourselves, 1950s, 1940s, post-World War II, 1960s, British invasion, regurgitate, 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 regurgitate over and over and over. Come on, come on, dog, eat your vomit. Eat that vomit. Eat that vomit. And that's America right now. It's a dog eating its vomit. Looking. i got to calm down here. How about that uh, Hawthorne, Trish? The what? Hawthorne? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I'm passionate about it only because I, I, I see it so clearly right now that it's, and I, I don't, in, I don't, of course, I don't expect any worlder to believe me. I don't expect the, the majority to think anything other than I'm insane, right? Because they can't wrap their little minds around this. They can't wrap their minds around the fact that it's AI is already, you know, a done, done deal. It's called the all-seeing eye on the pyramid, which is the, which is the eye of Horus. You know, it's already a done deal. It was a done deal back in the days of Egypt, it's a done deal because there's always been the advanced technology in AI. AI's always been here. That's the thing that's really hard to take. It's just like, well, when did UFOs start? Well, UFOs, computer chips, all that's been here hundreds of millions of years, billions of years. We're just another offshoot of humanity, you know, spinning around with the, uh, you know, the lizard people wanting to take control. And that means, you know, wanting to gobble up your souls. Wanting to um, clone you all into robots that will serve them and not make a fuss. And that's basically it. I mean, it's, it's the same message we've been saying. Well, you can't say I'm repetitive because this has all been, prog it's been progressive, not repetitive on the Zaff Report. But it's also been, I guess, a little repetitive in the sense that a lot of this was said back in, back in the day, but not so emphasized as it is today. 
I guess that's the way to put it. What do I mean by that? I mean that the AI situation is, um, you know, the the sort of, uh, you know, the predictive programming of the Terminator, for example. It's already a done deal. And the Terminator is AI on the ground. And the Terminator, uh, are unfortunately, is other people who have, you know, been bitten, who have bitten the apple, who have taken. So selling out today means becoming a robot, right? Selling out today, joining the team, coming in for the satanic. When we, you know, the, satanic is the right word, but again, I shouldn't have used it, I think, on the, on the dock. Well, maybe I should have because that's what it was. They worship Satan. I mean, I might as well say that. They say they don't know who Satan is. They worship themselves, but it's really Satan they worship. And they know it, but they lie. Then they try to make it, if anyone says anything, they try to shame you. If you say the truth, they try to shame you. Got a beautiful sunrise coming up today. You know, God's still on the throne. And But I'm, I'm, I'm sure only a small remnant's going to make it out of here alive. You know, it's it's you, you, there is going to be no mass salvation of people. I hate to put it that way, but they're already spoken for. They've already used their free will. They played that free will card. It's over now. They, they, the card's gone. So you're you're you know you're on your own. You got to find your way through these uh, labyrinths of uh, of people that are basically you know. They're programmed, but they're basically operating on hatred. The hatred of humanity, the hatred of free will, the hatred of a free spirit, the hatred of truth, the hatred of God, the hatred of, of uh, family, the hatred of common sense. That, that, that's basically how they operate. You know, it's based on hatred. Hatred is really the driving force of people that say they're loving and inclusive and, and this and that, and they just want a better society and they're trying to save the earth. And they really run. They really mean the opposite of everything they just said, and they're really operating on hatred, not love. And the people of God, they say, "Well, those are the hatred people." No, they're operating on love and not hate. What they're what they're doing that they get called hateful for is they're discerning the truth and speaking it, and that's why they're called haters. If you speak the truth, you're called a hater. I should be applauded for speaking the truth because it liberates people. It helps people. To understand it, it is about them and it is about what they choose. And they do have, you know, they're not nothing. They're not just a throwaway. They have a purpose in this world and there's a reason they were born. And that reason needs to be looked at and each person has to make that decision. Each person is precious in the eyes of God. Those people who are persons, there are not many persons left. Most people are no longer persons, but they're collectives. Collective is not a person. A collective is a, is depersonalized, is depersoned. It's like being debanked. You're depersoned, and um, <clears throat> they think they have these victories. They think they're going to have a seat at the table. They don't understand that the people that are facilitating the the change of the world, which is really the the weakening and destruction of the internal human being, and, and it's got nothing to do with construction, nothing to do with build back better, nothing to do with building at all, but devolution. And, you know, they think because they get rewarded for that and paid for that, that they're going to keep that going. No, those people that are facilitating it will be the first to be shot in the head 
if it's a shoot or a throat slit or gassed or diseased or whatever it's going to be. They're slated as numero uno for extinction because what they really want are compliant robots. They don't want people that are looking for freedom or looking for equity or looking for inclusion or really want everyone to sing Kumbaya. The other thing is whenever you get these people behind closed doors, they immediately start with the expletives about black people and this people and those people and how much they hate all the, all the races and they hate everybody. But you have to get them behind closed doors to admit that. And what you got to do is get them on tape. Get them on your iPhone. Learn how to work that tape recorder. You know, you don't have to use the camera, but learn how to work the tape recorder. And, and catch them with their racial uh, expletives, their, um, their, their basic hatred of the world. Like, for example, here's, here, here would be, you know, another genius uh, named Sean Penn. Here's your typical celebtard, you know, asshole bullshit guy. Okay, so here he is saying he believes that the people that d- did not take the clot shot, the poison shot, should be um, either put in jail or separated from society. That, that's, he really believes that. So how could you ever see a Sean Penn movie or even consider anything that he says or does seriously ever again after hearing... Something that stupid, something that I mean, this guy has bought it, hook, line, sinker. He 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 praised Maduro in Venezuela, and now it's like he he bows down to Zelensky, and all Zelensky's doing is running a money laundering operation in Ukraine. None of that money that we've that taxpayers have paid goes to any kind of. They, Ukraine's already lost the war, so nothing is going to any kind of uh, military anything. It's all going back into the politicians' pockets. You know, it's being laundered. So they take the taxpayer money through, through Ukraine, the most corrupt state in the world, comes back to the U.S. cleaned, lines the pockets of your basic criminals like Biden and I'm sure the Bushes or whoever else has dynastic power here in the United States, which is basically, you know, corruption. The reason that Biden gets along so well with Venezuela is because both regimes are the same. They're identical. So he relates to people that are similar to him. That's all. It's very simple, but of course the people can't figure that much out. It's amazing how they can't figure anything out. They can't figure anything out. So we don't engage. When I was in the hospital, unfortunately, uh, I was exposed to a lot of these people. And really the nursing staff and the doctors, everything dumber than a box of rocks. And, and dumber, totally programmed, completely compliant, 100% like if they see somebody that hasn't had the, uh, you know, the shot. They, the one reason I got out of there that they didn't hold on to me, and they could have, but the reason they didn't was because I had not had the vaccine. So they, they, they wanted me out of there. <laughs> yeah, they only want to deal with themselves. And... Um, I've never seen so many soulless people that have no soul whatsoever. And the funny thing is, is the hospital is named after, after Christ, you know? And it's like these people are those un, un-Christ-like people that have ever drawn breath. And they don't give a damn about people surviving anything. In there. All they care about is, you know, if they can save you, they will reluctantly. If you went in there with COVID, you're probably dead because they intubated you to death. 
And, um, you know, they just, they're just, uh, they're, they're ruthless predators, basically. And what they're looking for is they're really looking for organ donors. No, I mean, they're looking for money, you know, and that's, that's money. So that's young people that are going to die anyway, who they can get the organs out, hopefully before they die and then tell the family that, oh, they, well, well, they passed away then cremating them so they can't uh, have a good look at the body. (laughs) Of course, they control the morgue too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, when you wake up in this world and you realize that you're basically living in, you know, a completely satanic world. People go, well, that's Satanism. That's been debunked. It's like the world is Satanism. The world is satanic. Uh, people that are intact have the capacity to love and be good, but those are only people that are intact. The people who are not intact act loving on the surface, but are hateful within themselves, which you can get if you just get in behind closed doors. The people that are uh, the most loving may appear angry on the surface, but inside of themselves, they're still intact. They're still a soul. They still have a heart and they have compassion and they they have uh, concern for others. Concern for others is one of the key ingredients to being human, that you have concern for other people, that you love other people, and you can be loved by other people. You appreciate being loved, and you want to love back in whatever form that takes. And that's, that's the mark of a human being. Now, once that's gone, and it's like, and you have this idea of like, you become like a Sean Penn or something who's like, you know, on the wrong side of every issue in history because his heart, is his soul, has gone over. So he's basically going to be, for every dictator there is, and they're, they're, and they're wonderful people that got truly elected. And I remember you said about Maduro, you said, anyone that doesn't believe that Maduro is the duly elected president of Venezuela needs to be put in jail for their free speech. So they, they believe that free speech should be ended, they believe that if you if you haven't taken the clot shot, you should be put in prison or separated from society or not allowed to participate in society ever again. Um, how can you ever look at a band like, say, the Foo Fighters that came out of the the grunge movement of uh, of Seattle with Kurt Cobain and then this Dave Grohl guy? You know, says unless you're jabbed, you ain't getting our, you can't come to our concert at Madison Square Garden. Then. The, the drummer gets the clot shot, and then he, he dies immediately of a heart attack after he gets the jab, and then Grohl continues on, doubling down on it with no investigation whatsoever into what killed the drummer. Oh, that must have been drugs, or that must have been... You know, everyone makes up a story, but nobody says, hey, look, they pushed the jab, they all got jabbed, and then, you know, the drummer, the most athletic guy in, the, in any band is the drummer, right? He's just, it's just like, you know, doing uh, cardio the whole time, right? We're working that hard out. And then, boom. And secretly, a lot of these people won't take the shot again, but they'll, they'll want everyone else to comply. That's why, so, I, you know, so, okay, so the Foo Fighters make, you know, have good, good songs and all that. But when they come on, I turn it off. I don't want that foul spirit in my, in my consciousness. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear Dave Grohl singing. I don't want to hear any of it. Because I feel like, you know, until they get atonement for murder, how many murders, I don't know. 
Uh, you know, it's just like, you know, when the Beatles did their, their, their best hits album and they were there posing with a bunch of dead babies that were dolls, but there were blood all over them. I'm like, oh, it's kind of hard to, to, I know exactly what that means. I know exactly what that is. So after that, and after their little magical mystery tour, it's kind of hard to take them seriously. You know what I mean? It, 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 you know, it's because they become a tool of propaganda. You know, basically the Beatles became, you know, a really great propaganda tool in the late 60s, early 70s. You know, it, I didn't do it. I didn't make them do that. I didn't, I didn't write, draw up their lyrics about joining the magical mystery tour and, and whatever else, you know, uh, whatever other, <laughs> you know, and, and then they said, well, but, but we all had to do that. We all had to, we all got a heart plug here and you know, we all sold out here. So it's okay. So anyone who doesn't needs to be in prison. Anyone who's intact needs to go to prison. Anyone who's healthy needs to go to prison. Anybody who has discernment needs to go to prison. Anybody that, uh, that thinks straight needs to go to prison. Anyone who talks truth in a world where we all talk circles and do nods and winks, they need to be separate. We can't have people just blurting out the truth around here. It will ruin everything. It will break the mirror. And what's the mirror? The mirror is deception of consciousness is what the mirror is. When you join them, the mirror is smashed, and then you get to see all the people who have been participating all your life in deceiving you, in gaslighting you. That's what the mirror is. Jimi Hendrix wrote a song about called I used to live in a room full of mirrors. All I could see was me. I took my spirit. I smashed my mirrors. I joined others. And uh, now the whole world is here for me to see. Perfect. That's a, how much more clear do you want it? How much more clear could Jimi Hendrix have put it? That's probably one of the reasons he wound up dead, because he would made it too clear. Same with Kurt Cobain. Both extremely talented. I'll take Cobain any day over Grohl. <laughs> if you want to call it, I'll take Lennon over McCartney. But still, Lennon on his own comes up with the song, you know, Imagine, which is basically Klaus Schwab's theme song. I mean, I, I, how can I take that seriously? I can't take the guy. And then he was hooked up with Phil Spector, who killed his girlfriend. You know what I mean? And he did the time for it, but he tried to, did everything he could to wiggle out of it. And, and you know, he refused to man up. All these guys, they want to live in deception lives. They do. They just won't man up about anything. You know, and, and unless we start telling each other the truth, especially our children, what kind of society, you're going to get this exactly what you have today. That's what you're going to get. You think Trump can change it? No, he can't change anything. It's, it's going to be up to the people. The hearts and minds of the people is the only thing that can change things. Now, if you're a non-person and you, you can hear this broadcast and you realize you made that mistake, the first thing to do to, for redemption, if I don't even know if you're eligible. I mean, I, I don't do the choosing. God does. Maybe he's chosen you to be damned. I don't know. But if there is a chance, the first thing you got to do is admit you're wrong. You've been going the wrong way. Repentance isn't about being a goody two-shoes. It's about admitting that there's two paths. If you're on the path to destruction or on the path to life, if you, if you think that you're on the path to destruction and all your life you've called that the path to life, there's a way that seems right to a man, but that way leads to death. The Proverbs say, so prescient, right there in your face. 
So if you're on that path that seemed right to you, and you're a winner, and you have the approval of everybody, your parents love you, and you know kids love you, everybody, you're popular, everything looks like going, that path really works. And now you realize, like, you've just built the bridge on the River Kwai, man. You built the bridge for the enemy to come kill all your brothers. You built the bridge to kill yourself. But you thought it was the right path. You thought that was the way. You thought that gave you pride in your work. You felt good about being alive, being on that path. But you were wrong. That leads to the destruction of your children and you and everything you love. Now, a man, a woman, an adult would say, okay, I've been a fool. I I, I see that now. But I'm still mad at God because God made it this way. I didn't have to. And it's like, no, no, it's, it's, it's less about you even. So shut up. It's not about you at all. And you, if you can get your mind around that, that it's not about you and you were wrong, you might be eligible. Maybe God will choose you. But as it says in the Bible, many are called, but few were chosen. Few. And I look at it as the people that didn't take the clot shot are the few that are chosen. This is what's going to end up being the chosen people of God will be, will be differentiated by who's... It's going to come down to Noah, like the days of Noah. Noah was perfect in his DNA, right? But all that experimentation and Nephilim and all that was going on in Genesis, especially Genesis 6. And, you know, and so Noah uh, was a sinner, a drunk, a fornicator, whatever, you know, he was what he was. God chose him. Yes, God will choose people like that, see? That's what you don't understand. Not a goody two-shoes by any means. But he obeyed God, he listened. God said, you better build this ark and, you know, this, this storm's coming and you want to try to preserve the species of animals and, and plants and whatever you can because it's coming. And he built it, and people thought he was a fool. But the one thing that Noah had going for him that why God chose him wasn't just because he would be obedient. That wasn't the only reason. The reason is because he was intact in his DNA. And the mark of the beast, if you will, is anything that will um, transmogrify or destroy your DNA or alter your DNA means you're no longer of God. Now, there are people that may have innocently got, I know people who got the shot and then they repented. You can detox from the spike proteins. You can detox from any damage to your DNA. But you better, so I don't want to give no hope. There's hope out there for everyone that got the shot in the sense that you can, de- you have to take, mo- you have to make moves to get it back. And I don't know how much damage the nano machines have done, but you know, they have it so that these nano machines are dropping out of the sky. They're, we're all inhaling them anyway. So we have to constantly keep ourselves intact and we have to constantly do things that are going to get rid of the spike protein. Um, we have, we have to constantly do things that are going to keep our health as best as we can yeah. to preserve what God made. And that's really, it's not being conservative. That's conservative is a man-made term. When you're obedient to God, it's, it's a, it's, it's a godly thing. That doesn't mean you don't get drunk. 
That doesn't mean you don't do drugs. That doesn't mean that you don't occasionally lie. You don't do human things. It just means that you have a heart for God and that those things that you're doing, you're not going to feel good about. Do you feel good about being drunk? Do you feel good about lying? Do you feel good about murdering people? I've known people that were assassins. They felt terrible. They, 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 they said the government put them up to it. The government. And then, you know, they repented and they didn't do it again. But they had to get their, their implant removed. They kept, uh, you know, when they call them up, they call you up through the implant. You know what I mean? So you have to get rid of You got to just, you know, maybe change your name, disappear. But, I mean, if you really want it, it's available. So... You know, but people that go ahead and get the sh- who comply and they're down all the way with the whole program, they're they're gone. They're not they're 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 going to comply with everything they're told, and they're not going to turn around. They're not going to uh, regret. But there are people that that have already seen you know who are the the second tier, I guess, the second wave of people that have woken up, and they have to detox from having taken these. Clout- Some of them got placebos, thank God. And so there was, there was a way back. But others, I think God's going to make it so that the world is so disgusting that you wouldn't want to extend your life anyway. He's going to make it so disgusting. And then you're going to see people actually, you know, going with it. And when you see those people going with it, you know, you can uh, basically... No, no, no. Matt, you can't... Trish, he's got the, the, the Nerf football. Trish... I, I, oh, he's put a hole in it. Yeah, he's, he's disabled it. That's the Nerf football. I like that Nerf football. Ah, oh, Ben's. All right, well, that's yours now. It's his now. Anyway, so much for the, for the AI, but look, all these films that I've seen that, that, are, that are coming out of the woodwork, which I don't, think, <laughs> I don't, in my reality, they were never produced. You know, I, I hate to put it that way, but that's just like, we, we stopped looking at the Mandela effect. I don't know why we did that. It, it's the one proof we have that this is a simulation. It proves without any shadow of a doubt, but there are people that say, you know, new wineskins and, and uh, you know, new wine and new wineskins. You don't put old wine and new wineskins or whatever, however it goes. You don't put a, old wine and new wine, whatever it is. I. What is it? New wine and new wineskins? And new wine and old wineskins. And the reason for that was because of fermentation and the, the, the and, and, uh, you know, combustion problems. They changed it in the Bible to bottles. So it says you can't put old wine into new bottles or new wine into old bottles or whatever. And of course you can. Of course you can put wine in, in old or new into any bottle you like. But they changed it, and that, so there's proof right there. There was never bottles in the Bible, ever. I, only, I read it many, 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 many times over, and that was never there. So, I mean, that's just one thing, but there's many other things. But, I mean, that's, you know, basically proof that it's a simulate, you know, and they don't want you to talk about the Mandela effect. They try to, remember, they tried to cover it up now and make it go away. Because too many people were waking up, seeing that Mandela effect, seeing how things were not consistent, were not contiguous in our society. Time, space, not contiguous. And when they see that, then they lose confidence in the hard, cold, awful, heavy world 
where you're just basically now just told what to do every day. Where you're just basically made into a slave and into a prisoner. You know, held there by fear, by the, you know, the, 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 you know, by basically lizard consciousness. And, you know, to be free is to, to have the truth. And so the truth will set you free. The truth will make you free indeed. The truth is Christ. Truth is Christ. Truth is Jesus. There is no other name associated with truth that's ever been uttered in the, in the history of utterances. And that's what they're worried about. They're worried about that Jesus would set people free, meaning they would lose cattle. They would lose slaves, which have value. They would lose money on you if you wake up. First thing is to realize you're screwed, but that's okay, because God. Second thing to realize is it's not about you, and that's okay, because it is about God and what God does, and then you learn that true love comes from God, and so giving love to God and receiving love from God is like the sweetest thing there is, sweeter than any any anything you can think of on earth is that relationship with, with your creator. Even Frankenstein wanted a relation with his creator. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that, that, that just fills that hole in your soul up. That's the one thing that makes it tolerable for you to you know, not have to be on drugs and alcohol and distraction and horse racing and you know, gambling and, you know, criminality and, you know, fornication and all kinds of distractions to help you get through this life because it's all about you and how you feel. And you feel awful, right? You feel awful every day. And if that's true, then, you know, then you're a great candidate for the Lord because that means that you're not going to believe in this illusion too much longer. You know, it's interesting. The, the religions of the East are misunderstood. Christians call the, 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 the uh, Hinduism polytheism, which is the furthest thing from the truth there is. Uh, Christianity is rooted in, you know, traditional Christianity is rooted in dualism, you know, devil, God, good, evil, you know, and all that. And, and Vedic Hinduism or Vedic religion is rooted in monism, which is everything contained in the one. Meaning all the different gods, all the different, you know, Shiva and Vishnu and, you know, Ganesh and, you know, Hanuman and all these different, you know, manifestations are just all manifestations of the one God, monism. But all the Christian people warning about the Hindus and the heathen, they had to be converted and all that, missed the whole point of Vedic philosophy. Don't you understand? It's not about them. It's not about converting people to Christianity or a theocracy or anything of the sort. It's about you. What you will, what you want. Well, see, it's precious with Ben's because he's got the Nerf ball that I, I got him two dog footballs, but no, they're not good. I have a human football because I like to throw the football around and the Nerf ball is, you know, is awesome. And guess what? He's got that, and he, he, he takes complete pride in that. He likes that Nerf ball better than anything else because I like it. He doesn't even go for the dog footballs. 
You know it? He doesn't go for the dog footballs. Anyway, look, we got a day above ground here today. We're, we're, we're very blessed. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, for this day of insight. And, and I don't know about you, but these, these films that I've been seeing, I've, I've, I just don't remember them being out before. Do you know what I mean? I don't, do you remember them? No. I, I don't remember. And, and it's like God's giving me a whole litany of other dimensional films that have been made in other dimensions that are coming through this one now in like parallel universes or something. And with a prophetic message that basically warn about AI and, you know, it, what that means is basically you got to wean off the sports, you got to wean off the concerts, you got to wean off, you got to like resist Taylor Swift. You know, admittedly, a, 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 you know, a Jeffrey Epstein-style witch, you know. You got to resist all that. Bread and circus. Let's just put it in bread and circus rather than specifics. But, you know, kill your rock stars. Kill your media stars. You know what I mean? Kill the, see the Buddha, kill him, right? It's about you. It's not about the Buddha. It's, a, it's about you meaning God, not you in the same you that you see in the mirror. Uh, let me put it another way. It's about it becomes about you when it's about God, when it's not about you. Can I? Can I? I know that's hard to say because I've got myself in a little bit of a English uh, quagmire. It's not. It's not about you. And when your focus is on God, you know it's you, but it's not about you. Meaning it's not about your thought about yourself or your ego or anything else that you might think. And, and not about your thoughts. Not about your, your little petty desires. Right? It's about God, but when it's about God, it becomes about you. The real you. The, the, the joint Aaron Christ you. The, 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 the brother you. The sister you. You know? And, and it's a good place to be because... God, when that when that anvil is off my neck, oh boy! When that albatross is off my neck, ah, oh, I feel such relief and such joy. I can't tell you. I mean, I know that you know any day we could be killed and all that, but I don't want to just worry. I don't really want to worry about that. You know, I'm going to just keep on doing what God has me doing, and then if it stops, then it stops. I can't worry about it. You know. You, you know, and there are a lot of people waking up, meaning you, nobody wakes up in a vacuum. You either wake up to God or you stay asleep. Waking up means God. Waking up does not mean you wake up to yourself. Yourself is nothing. You are nothing. I'm nothing. God is everything. So waking up is God, but then it's you. Uh, you know, I am I am, you know, John 17, you know, uh, I and you and you and me and we are one together as one. The real identity of you that God gave you to Jesus for Jesus to shepherd through this world, you belong to God. But in God, in Christ, you are in Christ because he is one and there's no separation between Christ and God. It's all is one in one, John 17. Right, so there's the story of the vine, John 16. Then there's the, then we progress on to John 17, which becomes the true identity of you know enlightenment, or the true end destination point is 
you know, I in Christ, Christ in God, God in Christ as one. One. Done. Finished. Connection. Source. Power. Electricity. Success. And then there is no self-regard. So, you know, whatever the, the thing is. And, and then you remind, oh, I have to do this today. Oh, I have to do that today. Lord, you've got to help me do this. Lord, please help me do that. Lord, I need your inspiration. I can do nothing on my own. Rather than, I'm going to kill this one. I've got the talent. I've got the power. I'm going to go in there and kill it. Now it's like, I don't know, day to day, Lord. I mean, it's when I think I've got it going on, I fail. When I don't think I have it going on, I rely on you. I succeed, but not me, but you in me. So, okay. All right. All right. That's the real way. That's the right way. All right. So self-motivation is useless. He's hitting here, just feeding on this football, Trish. I am. Eating the foam rubber. And he loves that football more than anything else. Right? All the... He's just parading it around. I can't believe it. This is the most precious thing of all, this football, because it's mine. All the other toys, the dog footballs, the balls, all the other stuff, he doesn't care about it. See, if he could get his hands on that, or get his teeth around that, that, that human football, that's the, tear that apart. Now that's a prize. Don't tell me these dogs don't have souls. <laughs> I definitely believe we'll see all our pets. And I believe that nothing dies, so you're going to see all your loved ones anyway. Hopefully they're not, you know, roasting in some horrible, what I think hell is in a way, it would be being recycled to this planet over and over again without any ascension. I think that would be, to me, that would be hell. When they talk about reincarnation, now people say, oh, I want to be reincarnated as a rock star and have a house up on Malibu. It's like, no, no, dude, dude, dude. You want to get off the wheel. The Buddhists had it right, calling this the the the, the Dharma wheel. You're, that people are reborn over and over, and the only way you can get out of here is to embrace the void. And of course, that's self will. Self will. Uh, Buddhism is a failure because it's all based on self will. You understand that. But some of the philosophy is spot on. Like this idea of if you want to get out of here on self will, you have to not cause any karma. You have to not be the cause of any pain anywhere or desire. And humans can't do that. So even in Buddhism, they had to develop a way because even the, the monks couldn't do that. The monks in Christianity were whipping themselves, trying to keep themselves in line. The only power that can, can deliver you from sin, meaning desire, meaning personal desire, jealousy, anger, hatred, get-evenness, vengeance, uh, lust, murder, adultery, all those things. Only thing that can get you over that, your self-will isn't going to do it. It's got to be the Lord. It's got to be the focus on the Lord, and then you let all that willpower go. You're not going to. You're not going to make it on willpower, man. No, but no one. I'm not making it on willpower either. I have to rely on God, even if, like, I'd say, please deliver me from this. 
and it doesn't happen. And then please deliver me this in Jesus' name. And it doesn't happen. Then one day, I wake up, and all of a sudden that desire is gone. That thing is gone. And then, and then some things that become ephemeral, like a shadow of what they were, not so strong. You know, not such a grip. And then it's, it's through your power, Lord, I can walk out of here. But I can't walk out. If it's up, it's up to me and my self-will, my willpower, I'm going to be just mired in sin. I'm going to be, you know, probably looking for all kinds of ways to sin. Because what does sin do? Sin relieves stress. Sin uh, grounds people in the earth. Sin, especially collective sin, approved of sin, corruption type sin, you know, breeds um, uh, self acceptance and acceptance from others. It breeds, uh, you know, uh, jobs and paychecks. There's a lot of great things that happen uh, because of sin. And people need to realize that all those great things that happen are not great but lead to death. In other words, they, it's like, yeah, you get all the perks and you get all the fun and you get all the luxury and, and you don't happen to understand you're on that path leading to death, meaning spiritual death, soul death, and you know, recycling and pain and agony and other people dying and people stabbing you in the back and betrayal and, and uh, everything that has to do with sin has to do with betrayal. So you live as a sinner you might have a pat on the back when you're youth and you make you made your parents proud, you got into the fraternity, you got into the law firm, you got into this, you got into that, but at some point it's going to turn on you, the whole thing, the whole world. And they're going to cut you to pieces and and you'll probably be recycled. To have another go at pain and suffering and how you have a way that seems right to a man that alleviates the pain and suffering in the short term, but in the long term delivers nothing but Failure. Yeah, it relieves it. I mean, you know, and then, of course, you got all your friends patting you on the back, and you can go ride around in your yacht and go, go scuba diving and go deep diving and do everything you can because death is coming, so just try to cram it all in there, all these bucket list activities and everything that you thought you would do. God forbid you should sit there be, and be satisfied with doing nothing. Nothing. God forbid you should feel great just contemplating God just sitting under a tree with a nice breeze. God forbid you should be at peace, right? Or, or world forbid you should be at peace. No, you have to do something for the world to justify your existence. It becomes quid pro quo. And as people get older, they become more, if they lost their conscience, in their youth, it comes back when you get older and they start refraining from doing evil. And then the real punishment comes. Medicare, drugs, doctors, hospitals, cancers, heart attacks, betrayal of children, spouses, friends. They don't want to let you sick. I don't want to be hanging around. You got coot, sick cooties. I don't, they all ditch you in the, in the dust. They put rumors out you're senile. You know, they, they just avoid you. They just stay away. 
These are prominent good people in the world. I mean, certainly they must know the way, right? When people act like that, let me tell you something. They're next in being rejected and betrayed. And everything they did when when gaslighting their fellow students or people who didn't quite get with the satanic programming, all that gaslighting comes back on them before they die. You're a fool if you think God is mocked. God is not mocked. You are mocked. I'm mocked. God is not mocked. What you what you sow, so shall you reap. God is not mocked, you say. How many people do I see, you know, they're riding high and they go, I got God, all that God stuff was stupid. We're winners here. We won. We won it all. And the approval of man is... You know, there's trophies and there's billboards and there's magazine articles and there's amazing social media. Well, these winners are everywhere. Except in the spiritual realm, in the realm of reality, in the realm outside AI programming, they're nowhere. There is no accolade. There is no attaboy. There is no pat on the back. There is jealousy There is vengeance. And then one day they're going to be knocked off the pedestal. They're not going to be king anymore. They're going to realize they never were king. Better to stay low. Stay low. Keep low. Keep your head down. And like me, I I mean, you know, out there in public, I just, uh, I observe a lot, but I don't say much. I'd say it here on this F report. You could, I completely unload on here on everything I know to be true. And prophetically, we're going into that time where it's like God is bringing us into the doppelganger time. This is the new prophetic doppelganger now. Everything's a doppelganger. And even you are going to see yourself out there. Oh, it'll be a glimpse of shadow, but you'll say, God, that is, a, you know, you'll see a magazine article and it'll remind you, you almost will see yourself in that magazine article from a hundred years ago. And it couldn't be you, it, but it seems like there's more than one of you now. I don't know what that means for society, but the doppelganger effect is, uh, I guess it's the new Mandela effect is the doppelganger. That is, you see yourself separate from yourself, out there. Like there's another you. could be a younger version of you, like a kid that's really you, coming along. And you'd swear that that's your soul in that kid. And you could almost see through their eyes. But it, it, it's not you. It's your replacement. <laughs> it's the clock saying, it's about time to go. It's about time you'd start seeing your doppelganger, then it's about time to go. It's about time to get ready to get your affairs in order. About time to go. And and so the modern, you know, person that's conformed to the world would say, I better go kill that doppelganger, you know? And so they sacrifice the child thinking that it's going to be a threat 
<laughs> like Herod. Yeah. What was Salome doing when she cut off the head of John the Baptist? What was she doing? Was it a pride thing? My Satan stronger than your God? What was it? Jezebel thing? Or was it sending a message? Mm-hmm. Pretty loud message. John the Baptist was famous everywhere. And considered to be the reincarnation of Elijah. Back then they didn't have a problem with reincarnation. Jesus never had a problem with reincarnation. So they said, this is Elijah. This is Jesus. Jesus called him Elijah. Elijah revered in, in the Hebrew circles. So what was she doing, cutting his head off? He prophesied, and he said, I, I must shrink so he can grow. I must be diminished so that Jesus will be exalted. So she was really doing God's bidding, ultimately. She didn't do her own bidding. All she created was, you know, was millions more John the Baptists. That's all she did. She created her own hell, her own shitstorm, her own hastening, her own invalidation of her own life. And probably... I have no proof of this, but someone like that who might have been in contact with someone like John the Baptist or had some kind of personal ego problem or felt con con contestive, you know, felt competition, would probably repent by the end of their lives. They would realize that, you know, that next step is, I am John the Baptist. She is John the Baptist. For the sight of man fails in one thing, in one area, the reason man fails is because of death. Man's life extensions in this world is still death because death is what we are until we are truth, until we are one and the same with I am. Other than that, there is none. It's either I am or nothing. It's either I am or it doesn't exist. So what exists that's not I am? An illusion of existence. And, and a nice illusion, a nice cave, flickering of candles in the cave exists. But it's all pointing to one thing. Unless there's life, there's nothing. Right? We have a life that continues through generations. One dies, another lives. But there's no contiguousness. It's simply a reset every generation. And then they, they do the same mistakes as the prior. There's no 
growth, no learning. We don't learn from history. It's just the same old recycled bullshit again and again. Have you seen where Stephen King, who, by the way, when he was a young writer, nobody believed in him. He was all alone. They became the most prolific writer. And the writer that most made, most, you know, books filmed as films uh, belongs to Stephen King. And what was the deal with Stephen King? You know, what, what happened? How did he go from... You know, no one believing in him and failing with every query he sent out, every every bunch of chapters he sent out, every book he sent out, every everything he sent out got rejected. What 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 turned the corner? And then the next question would be, well, the clue is in the career now where he uh has lost it, where people are not responding to his books anymore or him. God is not mocked. He spends his days making unwitty comments on uh, on X, you know, Twitter X, usually attacking Trump or some Republican. Then he writes a book, Holly. Holly is down ninety percent, and you know, basically, the, you know, on, they're just trading on the name now. Why would that suddenly dry up? It's because everything has become very clear. Unless Stephen King is willing to do things that will boost his career, and I don't mean writing, I don't mean working harder, he'll continue to dwindle. If I were him, I would give up whatever it was. And uh, but anyway, I don't think I think he's a sad character. And uh, now at the end, nothing really works. And all the glory days, one could look at and say, "Well, have you lost it, or did you really ever have it?" And with that. I think I've squawked enough here. I've squawked enough. One more time for my happy society. We don't want nukes, but if it comes, go with God, right? It's the nuclear rapture, right? The nuclear rapture. You see the light, you jump into it, boom, you're with the Lord. Oh, my
Everything is about to be revealed. Everything is about to be known. Everything. 